At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VEASAN, the sports betting network. All right, final hour of the Sunday Bet Prep Show tonight. Scott Spritzer, Matt Humans, we're at the uh, VSIN studio inside the Circus Sportsbook, downtown Las Vegas. And our next guest is going to be here hosting a show Sunday morning. JVT, Jonathan Von Tobel, joins us now. Uh, JVT, what time will you, you be in studio? And uh, what kind of show do you have planned for Conference Championship Sunday? 9 a.m. So uh, we'll be leading in for the next two hours into Brent Musburger. We've got a lot planned. Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus, be with us. Get the uh, analytical look at uh, the two matchups that we're going to see starting at noon Pacific. Uh, and it's also a live bet show. I haven't checked yet. I'm sure we have a Big Ten matchup that's going to start early. So we'll keep track of any basketball that's on before we get started in conference championship weekend, of course, too. We do have a couple good Big Ten games on the schedule tomorrow. Follow him on Twitter at me, JVT. And, um, I think one of your guests on uh, the show in the morning is going to be from Pro Football Focus. I'm going to be uh, curious to see what he says about this Niners-Eagles game. Uh, JVT, when you and I did a, a weekday show together, <clears throat> do you remember this back from May 10th when we talked about – I pulled the clip only because I was right about it. <laughs> if I was wrong, I wouldn't have pulled the clip. But, JVT, uh, i got to jump in yeah, here. Uh-huh. The over/under has gone way over. He's mentioned this about eight and a half times so far uh, on this show. But I got to, you know, you got to give him his props. I mean, he he did get the O, or he did get it right, and it was, you know, four months before the season began. But uh, it's like the ninth time he's mentioned it tonight. I don't know about that. Well, total going back to the start of the season, it's like thirty-nine times. But uh, we we talked. You and I talked about our sleeper teams in the NFC and got two out of yep. three right: Eagles, Vikings, right to a certain extent. And Saints, which uh, we bom- I bombed on that one, 
And I think at the time you agreed on the Eagles, you liked them as well, right? Uh, uh, sure, of course, 100%. I was, I was right there. I was right there with you. <laughs> but you do like the Eagles going into this game against the Niners, correct? Yeah, yeah. So I went in, I laid, I laid two uh, with them, Matt. And actually, I figured this would close three. It looks like it's heading in that direction or like three, some altered juice. But I think there's a lot of reasons to like them. I think, first off, Jalen Hurts looked uh, healthy in that game against New York, or at least healthier than what I expected. Because when you read some of those quotes about him playing in pain against the New York Giants, it didn't really sound very well. And I'm talking right. about that Week 18 matchup. Uh, but looked really solid in that that first round that we got to see him in. So I feel pretty confident there. And I just think this is an offense that's really going to challenge San Francisco. Their, their schedule is really weak down the stretch, guys. And, you know, when you look at, I would say, like one of the adequate offenses that they faced, Jared Stidham and the Raiders, they actually put up some points on this San Francisco unit. I think that this is going to be a challenge for San Francisco. Not that they're an overvalued defense by any stretch, but this is a step up in competition for what this team is going to face. A really dynamic offense with a bunch of skill talent uh, at almost every single position and a lot of depth. And a quarterback that is going to make you think twice about the way you're defending him in terms of his ability to run. And on the flip side, like I love this pass rushing unit. Like This is great. Multiple guys with double-digit sacks, a group that's going to be able to get after Brock Purdy, a kid who has shown like himself to be a little bit of a rookie right through these first two playoff games. Uh, that first quarter, first half against Seattle was a little lackluster, was pretty average against the Dallas Cowboys. He's going to be facing some, some pass rush pressure here that I don't think he's faced up to this point. It's really the stiffest test for the both of them. So, But I think from like a number standpoint, I, I made this just up over three, and I figured that that was a pretty good number. If I made it just over three to late two, I went in on Philly, so I laid that with the Eagles. How much of an advantage do you put like points into like coaching matchups, quarterback matchups, and in this case, obviously Hurts being experienced over Purdy? And you know, I, I kind of give a point there to to Philadelphia, and I'm also and I'm I'm very stingy when it comes to those things like quarterback matchups. And JBT, I also wanted to mention that you know we've talked on the show tonight. You just mentioned it about that Philadelphia pass rush, but what we haven't mentioned tonight is that they've held six of the last seven opponent, opponents under. 200 net passing yards. I mean, yep. again, I keep thinking if Purdy does have one of those errant passes that have fallen incomplete over the last couple of the games, if one of those gets picked off, maybe that confidence level drops a little bit. But if you were going to make a point differential between Hertz and Purdy, what would it be? Oh, I think, I mean, you're talking a real, relatively solid point differential, right? I mean, I sure. think we're talking about nearly a, like three or so. Like, I, I think Purdy, and I think, Scott, when you're talking about just pure quarterbacks, like uh, the thing is, is that Purdy had a soft landing in that he's in a system that brings up the floor of every single quarterback, right? right. He's in a very well-schemed offense with a lot of skill positions with one of the best play callers, if not the best play caller in the NFL right now in Kyle Shanahan. And by the way, Nick Sirianni is becoming one of those guys. He's done a brilliant job with this offense, but hurts in his, you know, his potential and what he's been able to do through this now. Now his second trip into the postseason last year didn't go well, but still now he's been here before he's won his playoff game. No, I, th I would think there's a substantial difference right now between those two. You know, I'm curious. You and I have talked about the value of the home field, and um, I, th I think the value of it's fluctuated a little bit here in the last year and a half. Is it worth more in Philadelphia, JVT, or do you think that aspect is being exaggerated? I, I think it's probably like if you're if anybody's saying it's worth a full three mat, then I think it's being exaggerated, right? I, there is there is an inherent advantage to playing in your own stadium in front of your own fans to a certain extent. But it's not as big as having, like, you know, we were having this conversation about Kansas City, right, playoff format, if they are going to have to play in a neutral. Having a bye is way more important nowadays. But I still think, like, when you're talking about playing at home in a playoff setting, I still think that should be worth about one and a half points. 
And maybe if you want to vary that depending on where they're playing, and if you want to give a little bit more for Philly, you can. But it, it has some value, but it's nowhere near that full three. I have it at about like one and a half points, and I think that's definitely what it should be at for Philly. Even with Purdy being a rookie, you don't punch it up a little bit, half point or more? No, I, I think you can, but like I, I tend to, like, you know, Matt knows this guy. Like I tend to be kind of like pretty like stubborn when it comes to those sort of things. Like sure. in, in today's day and age, like these guys, even a, even Purdy, right? Yeah, I'm not. This is not a comp in terms of like college to the NFL, but sure. he's been in foreign environments. He's played in Power Five conference in the Big Twelve. Like he knows about some of these road environments, and they prepare these guys so well for the most part that I don't think it's that bad anymore for young guys. But maybe you can, and maybe a half point for anybody who wants to. So if you want to like ratchet it up to two, for example, for using one and a half that I was talking about, but I, for me, not too much. All right, so right here at Circus Sports, we're reset. Eagles two and a half point favorites, a minus one twenty. The total is ticked down to uh, 45 and a half from 46. JVT, you said you bet Eagles minus two. Did you consider playing the total? Or do you think this is going to be a higher scoring game or not? I actually, I, so I, I did bet a little on under 46, Matt. Um, I think that this is a lower scoring game because I, one of the things, as I mentioned, this is going to be a pretty good test for this defense for, for San Francisco. These are still two pretty good units, right? In both of what we're looking at here. And if Purdy's going to come in, and, you know, struggle a little bit, as I expect, that I think that's going to work itself to the under. I think these are two teams, as we know, that really want to run the ball. I think this is going to be pretty methodical in terms of the pace for both of them. And don't forget for San Francisco, guys. I mean, I think one of the things that really works in terms of the way that this goes under the total, I think San Francisco and many other teams want to take the, the Washington commanders approach, right? That Monday night game, which is ball control, elongated drives, attacking one of the clear weaknesses of Philadelphia, which is up front and running the ball, right? Avoiding facing that pass rush consistently. And I think that's what you're going to see from the San Francisco 49ers. Now, run games can be explosive, but I still think that these two defenses are good enough that you're going to see, I think, a pretty methodical type of matchup between these two when it comes to pace and when it comes to their ability to attack each other. So I I bet this under 46. Since he's won three straight close games against Kansas City coming from behind in one of those games, I was going to ask you, I'm kind of holding off, and I've talked about this tonight, about wanting to see what Mahomes looks like and then jumping in in in-game. Are you looking to wait and see what he looks like for a series or two, or have you already jumped in on this contest? So I, I have a, I have a little bit of an alter view here. I get to pull a Matt Humans now, guys, and gloat a little bit. Uh, I have the Bengals at fifteen <laughs> to one to win the Super ah. Bowl. So so I, I've come in and I put a little bit on Kansas City just because you know I have, I've got that Super Bowl ticket at a pretty good price to get a little bit out of it. Um, but I think Scott, to your point, like what I did do too was I put when it was at a plus price. Uh, I went in and bet a three-way market, Kansas City, to win the first half at like plus 107, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you want to wait to see how he looks like. My thinking in playing that was twofold, right? One, I figured they would go off as the favorite, right? Like the market was kind of overreacting to everything from the Cincinnati Bengals win to the injury for Patrick Mahomes. The fact that he was going to play led me to believe that this was going to flip back, and it did. Uh, but the other part is I-, I would think that if there's going to be a time in which the ankle does not bother him, it's going to be early, right? Whether it's the adrenaline, whether it's what they do to prepare him for the pain, uh, you know, be it right, be it needles and injections or whatever it is. Uh, and, you know, as the game wears on, he's probably going to feel that more, right? Like running around a little bit more. Maybe in the second half is when that ankle starts to kind of rear its ugly head. So that was my thinking. So I put a little bit on a small three-way market and a money line for the uh, first half. Uh, and then I have a little bit of a hedge on Kansas City overall here in this game with that Super Bowl ticket. All right, that's me, JVT, on Twitter. Listen to his show or watch it here on VSIN Sunday morning. And, uh, JVT, I'm going to go uh, out with this. You're a Colts fan. Scott and I played a game <laughs> show tonight. Thumbs up or thumbs down? Uh, tell me thumbs up or thumbs down. 
how you feel about the Panthers hiring Frank Reich as coach. And thumbs up or down, do you think the Colts should hire Jeff Saturday? (laughs) (laughs) Keep Jeff Saturday as coach. Uh, All right. So for the first one, I'll say, like, kind of, can I go, like, thumb diagonally up on Reich to the Panthers? Like, Reich had some pretty good moments. Like, I, I don't think he was a complete failure. I think his failure was in his own confidence, right, that he could fix quarterbacks like Matt Ryan or Carson Wentz. And that ultimately led to his downfall. So maybe if he gets a young quarterback, that offensive system can look pretty good. And maybe he'll actually end up being a pretty good hire for Carolina. As far as Jeff Saturday, if I could borrow your guys' thumbs as well and point them all down to him being head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, it would be a ridiculous hire if they went and hired Mm -hmm. Jeff Saturday, considering some of the uh, guys they could get. And considering the job that he did, they were horrendous under Jeff Saturday. He's not ready to be a head coach. And that's a team that could be set up pretty well with the fourth overall pick, a shot at a young quarterback, and a defense that's pretty good, and a division that's not that good. That could be a really good job. They cannot waste it on Jeff Saturday. I got some bad news for you. (laughs) You can't get Nathaniel Hackett because he's now the Jets' offensive coordinator, so you can't get him. And And you can't get Brandon Staley, which I think you you probably kind of like him. Uh, But give me, uh, in the last 15 seconds, who would be your preference? Who do you want the Colts to hire? I mean, I think I'm a really big – I think Raheem Morris, I think in a second go-around would be really good for them, uh, just given everything I've read. And I, the name escapes me. The defensive coordinator for the Broncos seemingly has done pretty good in these interviews. Joseph. Huh? I was trying to think of the, the name of the coordinator. Talking about Vance Joseph? Yeah, it's Joseph. I thought he would say Dan Quinn. Well, Might want Dan Quinn or uh, Sean Payton, somebody like that, right? Uh, JVT, thanks for the time. Good luck this weekend. Let's hope we all cash with the Eagles. Back here in a couple minutes. That's right. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps, in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. 
Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com, or download the app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding he's gonna guard he's gonna exactly. guard like you see him in the olympics exactly. he's gonna guard and then on I'm top of that like that see that Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. You don't want to miss this. On Monday, VEASAN has an exclusive first look at the first wave of Super Bowl player props from DraftKings. You don't want to miss this graphic either we have on the screen. Check this out. <laughs> this is one of the best I've ever seen here at VEASAN. Johnny Avello, DraftKings Sportsbook Director, joins Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds at 9.15 p.m. Eastern, set your clocks, set your alarms, 9.15 p.m. Eastern on Live Bet tonight to reveal the new player props right as they hit the market. Again, that's on Monday night. Femi, Wes, Johnny, Monday Night Live. Bet tonight, get a live head start on all the great Super Bowl prop options. And uh, I'm serious, that's one of the best graphics I've ever seen. (laughs) Can we just put that up on the screen for a little while longer? I was, Femi looks so happy there. Look at Wes Reynolds. He looks like he's ready to attack the props. Absolutely. And Johnny, the king of uh, DraftKings and the Super Bowl props that go up Monday night. Scott, you remember when uh, we would never really see any Super Bowl player props till Thursday night? You know, the Westgate sure. <clears throat> Superbook, or back then it was the Hilton, uh, would put up the player, the grand unveiling of uh, the Super Bowl <laughs> props on Thursday night. Now, like DraftKings and the market has so, gotten so competitive, on Monday night, you're starting to see oh. player pops uh, flood the market, and you're going to see that at DraftKings here. I go back to the Imperial Palace doing yeah, a Thursday sure. night show, uh, weekly show on Thursday nights for a couple of seasons when, uh, when Jay Cornegay was at Imperial Palace, and he started mm-hmm. punching out those props. And he probably had seven or eight pages worth back then, and now it's grown even more. It's a freaking novel. You know, now, nowadays. And, uh, but I remember doing those, and Thursday night you would get some, and then over the next couple of days, with that week off in between, you'd get a few more, and maybe Monday or Tuesday the following week you get a few more. And I was working for National Sports Services back then, and we'd be down there. We'd have somebody down there on a Thursday and a Friday and a Saturday to keep updating the props and all that kind of stuff, and they'd keep coming and coming. But you're right, man. It's like it has gotten so popular. It is so uh, such an integral part of Super Bowl betting nowadays that we get them early. I'll, I'll probably be tuning in 
into that show on Monday night. I'm pretty sure I will because I do want to hear some thoughts on what Avello has to say on how they made the props, what props he's looking at. Uh, but, man, you know, having said all that, Matt, I probably averaged seven props a Super Bowl. That's about it. And I always make sure to bet uh, on a prop that can take place, that can win, no matter who's winning the football game, no matter if it's a blowout or not, whether it's my side that I think is going to win or not. And I think that's the best way to go. Generally speaking, six or seven props, and then a couple of entertainment props on top of that. Yeah, I usually bet about 10, uh, but right around there, that's about the same number. Sure. It just depends. Uh, but, again, that's 9.15 p.m. Eastern. 6.15 p.m. Pacific on Live Bet Tonight. Johnny Avello with uh, Femi and Wes with uh, DraftKings props for the Super Bowl to go up. Scott, right now we are going to play corner and uh, dissect uh, <laughs> the teams that are dead on arrival. Break down the demise of the Buffalo Bills and Dallas Cowboys. And uh, I never thought the Cowboys were going to make a Super Bowl run this season. They, I, In my mind, they really overachieved, especially if you go back to week one when Dak went down with the injury. Sure. And it looked like Cooper Rush was going to have to carry the Cowboys for a month. And he did pretty well. And the Cowboys actually revived their season at that point. And <clears throat> when they get to uh, the playoffs and they have to go to Tampa, then have to go to San Francisco, it's just going to be a tough road to hoe. You would have to win three games in a row. So I'm not going to make too much out of the Cowboys' loss. But again, to me, if you look at the big picture of what went wrong with the Cowboys, it's the same thing. Yep. This is just a clumsy team. It's kind of a dysfunctional operation from the top in Dallas. It starts with Jerry Jones and the coach, Mike McCarthy. And I just don't have faith in the Cowboys. That's one reason I was fading him last week. And Dak Prescott had a, I'm going to say, a, he had probably the best performance of his career on the Monday night game at Tampa, followed by one of the worst yep. at San Francisco. And uh, what's the truth on Dak? Somewhere in the middle. He's just not a star quarterback. Uh, that he's hyped up to be, that the Cowboys, I think, believe he can be. What's your take on what's gone wrong uh, with the Cowboys first? Yeah, you said it. It's like the same old, same old. I mean, Dallas tried to win a Super Bowl or get to a Super Bowl uh, with what they've been doing all season this year and, and several times with, with Dak Prescott at quarterback, which is play solid defense, which they played great defense a lot this year, um, which they did again last week. You know, mm -hmm. the defense was fine, good enough to win a football game. And then deal with what – what Dak Prescott are you going to get that day? That's their MO. It's play great defense. Hopefully we get the good Dak and not the bad Dak, and we got a chance to win some football games. And unfortunately for Dallas last week, it was bad Dak rather than good Dak. Uh, two picks in the first half. They were bad passes. One was uh, short. I know they tried to put the blame on Michael Gallup a little bit, saying he cut off his route, but the pass was short. And maybe he could have gone after it, but he didn't. And the defender <laughs> did, and he got it. You know, so right. comes to that. But it all started with a bad pass by Dak Prescott. Uh, so that's what he does. You know, he missed five games this football season, still finished tied. I think he was tied for the most interceptions thrown this season, despite missing all those games. It's just one thing after another with this guy. And again, he never shows up. The good Dak never shows up in the big game of the season, which you know he's one and four or two and four now in postseason play. I believe his record and. Uh, that's the problem. I mean, I don't think they're ever going to get as far as they want to get, which is the promised land, the Super Bowl, as long as Dak Prescott is, uh, is quarterback. I just don't think they're going to get it done. I don't think they're going to get it done as long as Mike McCarthy is coach. Well, that's, there, there you go. That's too. <laughs> I mean, if you, if you bring Sean Payton in, I think maybe he could fix Dak or just be what – he could be the difference that Dak needs to maybe raise his level of play to yeah. where, you know, he played really well in that Monday night game at Tampa. I do have to give him credit for that. But 
I just don't think consistently the Mike McCarthy Kellen Moore uh, combination is what Dak Prescott needs, what the Cowboys need to get to the next level. Tell you uh, what, real quick, uh, what else he gets out of Sean Payton? Sean Payton goes, "Hey, Tony Pollard's not only one of the best running backs in the NFL; he's our best running back, mm-hmm. and he gets more carries and he gets more looks out of the backfield. Sure. He's probably gone next year. He's a free agent this off season, but uh, McCarthy didn't use him well all season long. No, you're right." And uh, we talked about that several times. He was the best. He was Cowboys' best running back. And when he went down in that game in San Francisco, that hurt the Dallas offense big time too. Uh, Jerry Jones here talking about Dak after the loss at San Francisco. Well, I thought uh, this team uh, uh, with uh, uh, Dak at quarterback, uh, I thought we had a chance to uh, uh, get to and compete at the top level in this in this tournament. I really did. And uh, that was our edge here tonight. Uh, I thought the quarterback, the experience of the quarterbacks, uh, they might have had a little edge in in, uh, uh, an area there. But still, I thought our quarterbacks were the edge. Well, a couple things there. One is Jerry believes in his stars a little bit too much. I think he buys into the hype a little bit too much about guys like Dak and Zeke. Sure. The other thing is Jerry's looking pretty old there, and he's running out of time, so you can't really afford to put these things <laughs> off. You better, you better make good decisions. If you, that's 27 straight seasons without a conference championship appearance for the we're, Cowboys. We're, we're talking post-mortem on some teams, and you throw that out there, he's got a whole, whole lot of time left. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I, I, and I don't know how to take that video um, because I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, does that mean you know we, we trusted in Dak and he didn't come through again? Was he saying that? He thought thought they had the edge at the quarterback position. He trusted Dak. It sounded like he didn't finish the sentence of saying, we trusted in Dak, we thought we had the edge, and guess what? We didn't, and we found out we didn't. I don't know. That almost felt like one of the few times that you're going to see, as you said, Jerry Jones kind of maybe taking task with his his top player, one of his top players. Uh, He was upset, sick. You know, he said, I'm sick. I'm sick. The sickening result after losing that game. Doesn't have a lot of time left. I mean, you saw the clip. <laughs> 27 straight years without a conference Oof. championship game appearance. I think the Cowboys need to change the coach. Um, keeping Dan Quinn as defensive coordinator yeah, like is a positive that. thing because the defense was definitely the, the strength of the Cowboys. And uh, if they're going to get back <clears throat> and contend for a championship, that defense is uh, going to be a big reason. Super Bowl winning defense. Yeah. I mean, they're oh, that yeah. good. All right, how about the Buffalo Bills? They did not have a Super Bowl-level defense. I thought they got out-coached by the Bengals. They got out-played in pretty much every aspect. What went wrong with the Buffalo Bills, who were Super Bowl favorites much of the season? They waited too long to find a short passing game, or at least to try a short passing game. Uh, when they did, it was too late. They're down by 17 points. Uh, but they, I thought, spent too much time trying to throw the ball deeper downfield than they needed to. And if you look at what Burrow did, did he spent plenty of time throwing – Short, not short range, but mid-range passes, you know, 15-yard passes, things like that. And then you had Allen taking too many chances downfield. That's mm-hmm. the play calling a lot uh, more than it is what the quarterback decides to do on the field. So I thought they waited too long to adjust. Peyton Manning, I can't agree with you. I mean, I, I know you are who you are, and I know who I am, and I never played in the NFL. But I do think halftime adjustments aren't overrated sometimes. And I think in that case, they should have gone to a more shorter passing game. And then, of course, you had great pressure brought on by – uh, since he all game long, Allen was hemmed in on that slick, icy field. He couldn't cut. He couldn't get away. Well, the uh, Bills were bad on both sides of the ball and the loss to the uh, Bengals, 27-10. to 10. Neither side of the ball got it done. 
uh, the Cowboys, it was the offense in that 1912 loss Absolutely. at San Francisco. All right, you're not going to want to miss the next segment. Scott and I have three bold uh, predictions for the NFL offseason. Stay tuned, VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. On VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. If you're looking for a betting edge on football's big game, the VEASAN experts have got you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by show hosts and guests. And that's a valuable email. You can also check out the betting splits, deep dive betting reports, betting guides, for the biggest games like the Super Bowl right around the corner, March Madness, and a lot more. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit vsin.com slash subscribe today to sign up for only $9.99. Again, that's vsin.com slash subscribe. Scott Spritzer, Matt Eumann's back here as uh, we get to uh, one of the most anticipated segments of the night. Of the season. Bold predictions <laughs> for the NFL offseason. <laughs> And uh, we're going to segue into it by talking about Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys. I would like to predict, Scott, that the Cowboys are going to ditch Mike McCarthy and hire Sean Payton, but it's <laughs> not going to happen. I think that's a fantasy scenario. Uh, let's hear from uh, McCarthy talking about his relationship with uh, Jerry Jones and why he feels like he does not fear for his job security. Just using his word, we're 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 in a, we're in an excellent spot. You know, he's uh, the partnership that we have. He's he's excited about. Um, he told me a number of times this you know this week that he wants me to coach here as long as Coach Landry did. And I said, okay, you know, you know that's it's a long time, but uh, you know. So, but um, you know, yeah, I, I feel really good about uh, our relationships. I think our, our ability to discuss and disagree is um, is. We, we do a good job of that, so, um, and I think that's important, you know, because when you get into these these situations of free agency and, you know, these tough, tough decisions, you, you got to be able to have those conversations. Hmm. I just don't have confidence. Mike McCarthy is leader of the Cowboys, getting that uh, program over the hump, and uh, the Cowboys have not gotten over the hump in a long time, since the mid-'90s. Uh, what is Jerry Jones saying? What is he saying, Scott, when he says, I want you to coach here as long as Tom Landry? Come on. Even I, seriously, <laughs> what what are you talking about? You know, when when we put the show together, when you talk about we we're gonna have a video for <laughs> you know whatever, I, I never watch those because I want to have a a, a, re, a normal reaction right. seen them the first time as we're doing the show, and I almost kind of busted out laughing there on that one because I think maybe McCarthy got it confused. Maybe Jerry Jones said I want you to win as much as Tom Landry. Uh, just a weird statement. I mean, it's weird from top to bottom. Jerry Jones can say some weird things at times. McCarthy looks like he's a cheerleader on the sideline half the time when they show him uh, during the course of a game. And he's not even he, talking, by uh, the way. He's yeah. got the headset on. He's not even talking he just during the game. The and, key point, the key yep. segment of that game against San Francisco, they show McCarthy just standing there thinking about what he's going to eat after the game. That's what it looks like. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I just, I, I would like to see somebody else as coach at the Dallas Cowboys. However, it's not going to happen. It's going to be McCarthy for at least another year, which means we're going to get the same thing. We're going to get Dan Quinn coaching a really nice job on the mm -hmm. defensive side. We're going to get Dak Prescott playing great one week and bad the next. And then Dan Quinn gets a head coaching job again, another chance. 
And now you got a, de- a questionable defense in two or three years down the road. I mean, I don't think Dan Quinn's going to be the D.C. at Dallas wow. for too long. One more season, he's probably going to get an offer. That's it. The Cowboys are lucky to keep Dan Quinn through this head coaching cycle turnover because I thought he would get a job somewhere, but he, he's close to getting one, and that, this will probably be his last year as defensive sure. coordinator in Dallas. All right, let's get to it. Uh, three bold predictions for the NFL offseason. I'll start with my first one. This is my – there are no locks, Scott, but this is close to that. one. <laughs> this is close to one. I've been saying this for uh, two or three months, yep. so I'm going to stick with it. Uh, according to two really good sources I've got, Tom Brady signs with the Raiders. Uh, that's my first bold prediction for the offseason. I think the national media has started to pick up on this in the past couple weeks. We've been talking about it on this show here for a couple months. I have heard nothing um, in the last uh, couple weeks that would change my mind here. Tom Brady's going to be the quarterback of the Raiders in 2023. Well, I know you're pretty well connected around town a lot, a lot with these with these teams and these sources, and and you don't divulge the sources, which is great. But you have been saying this since May 10th or something like that. <laughs> I think November. You, <laughs> you, you have been saying this for at least at least six weeks on this show, and we've kind of passed it over when you've said it. We briefly mentioned it, uh, but boy, I mean, I'm going to make that one of my three predictions too. And I'm riding your coattails. This is like me following the sharp uh, and the money move. But I'm getting down before the money moves that line too far. Uh, so, anyway, I, I got to go with Tom Brady signs with the Raiders as one of mine also. <clears throat> Flash those odds back there up there on the screen. Um, check out the uh, odds from DraftKings on where will Tom Brady take his next regular season snap. At one point, the Raiders were further down the list. Now they're co-favorites with the Buccaneers at <laughs> plus 150. He is not going back to Tampa. No, that's that's almost a bet you could put up there. You know, uh, you'd have to lay a huge price no on the no of, of going mm-hmm. back to Tampa Bay or not. But uh, that's out of the picture. I, I kind of surprised they're still plus a buck fifty. Let me ask you this: Could things change possibly if Brock Purdy bombs in the NFC Championship game? You know, Tom Brady wants to go home. His preference would be to go to San Francisco because that's a Super Bowl team. Sure, you could step in there. If Purdy bombs on Sunday. Do you think there's uh, maybe an opening there where they say, let's bring Tom Brady in to mentor Brock uh, Purdy for a year or two, and that's our guy? It's not a bad idea. Jimmy G can take the Jets job or wherever he can land. And then uh, and then you got Tom Brady uh, in his hometown, basically. And like you said, mentoring Purdy for a year or two. On, on top of what Purdy's already shown, I think they'd be a fantastic deal for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, living here in Las Vegas, I want him here. I, you know, I know a lot of people hate Tom Brady. It's because he wins. It's because he's cocky. But I love watching Tom Brady play football. Even this year, when everybody was doubting uh, whether or not he could still play at this level, I thought it was a lot of what was going on around him, including poor coaching and play calling by the offense. Uh, and I think Brady still has it. So I tell you what, as a, as a football fan, Brady in San Francisco, tutoring Purdy, Brady being the starter for a year or two, great deal. Uh, as a fan mm-hmm. of trying to be a fan of our hometown team, when I'm not betting against them, I'd love to see him land in Las Vegas. And I agree with you. I think that's where he's going to land. I think that's the only thing that could throw a wrench sure. into Josh McDaniel's plan to bring Brady to Vegas is a Brock Purdy bombs in the game against uh, Philly sure. and the, and Kyle Shanahan. Uh, they get together and say, you know what, we got to bring in a veteran quarterback. Plus we got 750, a te- right? Yeah. San Francisco. Yeah. We, we got a team that can win a Super Bowl now, and we got a quarterback sitting out there who's won seven of them, who's dying to come play for us. So I think you either bet the Raiders or you bet the 49ers on that prop right now. A bold prediction number two for me, the Packers trade Aaron Rodgers. How many years can you just go through this BS <laughs> at the end where I don't know if I want to come back? Yeah. 
you know, everybody's tired of the soap opera with uh, Rodgers in Green Bay. I think it's time for the Packers just to ship him off, get as much as you can in return, and you trade it up into the first round for Jordan Love for a reason. At some point, you got to make him your franchise quarterback. I think the time is now to make this happen. And I don't know if this affects free agent signings, but do I want to keep hearing a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, Hall of Famer, do I want to hear that he's probably going to leave and then he might come back or might not come back when I'm talking about, you know, being right. a free agent this year and I want to go somewhere where I can win and make money? I, I think it hurts him. I think you're right. I see, what, they're a buck twenty-five favorite, the Packers, that he'll play for them and take a snap next season. The Jets, that I, we talked about this a few weeks ago. I think the Jets are a great spot for a quarterback who wants to be on the move uh, this offseason. Mm-hmm. They've got everything going on right on the defensive side of the football you got the great running back with Brees Hall, uh, who was injured early on this season. He's on his way to 1,000 yards and more. No doubt. And, uh, boy, there's just so much to like. I think they're well coached. If I'm a guy like Aaron Rodgers, I might be going to New York and putting on the green of the, of the New York Jets. You've got the genius, Nathaniel Hackett, there as offensive that coordinator. So that's in place. <laughs> well, a few weeks ago when I talked about it being a great spot, he wasn't there yet. So <laughs> I have that. I can see it <laughs> happening now. All right, Scott, prediction number two for you. You said this earlier in the show, Tony Pollard. Yes. I think uh, he abandons that star on the side of his helmet, and I think he moves on with a new team, hefty uh, free agent contract uh, in the offfield, I think, for Pollard. He might be the most versatile running back. He's one of the top three or four as far as his versatility at the running back position in the league, and Dallas still doesn't know it. You know, again, McCarthy, the play calling of the offense, they just don't utilize this guy enough. So he's he's set to make – some serious bank this offseason, and there's going to be a whole lot of suitors for Tony Pollard, I think. So I don't think he stays in Dallas unless the offer is simply too big to pass up. Uh, They underuse him, which means they'll likely make an offer short of what he can get elsewhere. That's my second uh, prediction in the offseason, that Tony Pollard leaves the Dallas Cowboys. I could certainly see that happening, and uh, the Cowboys are going to miss him. Absolutely. He's gone because Zeke is not the guy. All right, I'll make mine quick. Alabama quarterback Bryce Young is the number one draft pick. I think that's how it's going to shake out. There's so many teams that need a quarterback, and I think uh, Bryce Young is going to be number one. I like your third prediction here because this is something we could talk about a little bit more at length. We don't have a lot of time here, but give us your your next uh, your third offseason prediction. It's not as fun as talking about players, but the NFL is talking about reviewing roughing the passer penalties next year. Uh, they're going to decide if it should be a reviewable play slash penalty. Uh, so basically, you know, get ready for more delays when a quarterback gets nudged after a pass and the possibility of a roughing the passer getting reviewed time and time again throughout the course of the season. So it's going to be seriously talked about. The situation with Tua led to this, along with some other injuries. We might have roughing the passer reviewable plays next season in the NFL. And I think that's going to happen. That's the prediction. It's going to happen eventually. I wouldn't be surprised to see that happen either because uh, there were so many ridiculous roughing the passer calls that should have been reviewed and overturned this season. We come back, we're going to wrap up the show with uh, Best Bets. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4. 
Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. Football bettors, football fans, with conference championships this weekend, it's time to check out Bet Rivers. You can win up to $10,000 in bonus money instantly by playing the exclusive BetRivers Squares this football season. Place $10 or more in qualifying bets, and you get a square on the house. If the numbers on your square match the final score, you win. Restrictions on qualifying wagers, eligible bonus and credit use, full terms and conditions available at BetRiversSquares.com. All right, Scott Spritzer, Matt Eumann's back here to wrap up the show tonight with our best bets for uh, the two games on Sunday, and uh, Scott, we're on the same side here as we have been uh, pretty much the whole season on this team. The Eagles, uh, minus two and a half. And again, you said you made the number on this game higher than three. I made a four. Yeah, so 
It's a big difference for me, but I think I probably gave more to Brock Purdy having to play in Philly in this environment. I probably gave a little bit more for home field advantage because of Brock Purdy being in the mix than a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And I, that's how I got to four. Um, so I make that a solid three. I told you on a neutral field, I make Philly one. I know a lot of folks on a neutral field that I've talked to this week had it pick them or even San Francisco minus one. So I was a little bit more on Philly than most people were, even if it was on a neutral field. Factoring in the Brock Purdy situation, rookie quarterback could be overwhelmed in this game by just the situation itself, the crazy crowd, all that kind of stuff to throw into the mix. I go from one to four because of that. So that's where I was at a two and a half. Uh, I'm not usually a point and a half off. And what I am, I, I have to trust what I've been doing and, and take a shot with that team. It doesn't mean it wins every time, uh, but, uh, you know, usually it wins more often than not. Point and a half and uh, crossing a key number there, too. Yeah. So laying two and a half with the Eagles. I've got the same bet. I think Jalen Hurts has got to be the difference in this game. You've got two teams I think are relatively awash at every position on the field. Uh, but when you look at the quarterback for the Eagles – Hertz has been playing like an MVP the entire season. He's got so many weapons around him. There's a lot of hype about the uh, the playmakers in the 49ers offense. But the Eagles are the one team that have just as many playmakers sure. or maybe might even be a little bit better at the skill positions offensively than the 49ers are, even after the addition of Christian McCaffrey in San Francisco. I, I, there are no excuses here for the Eagles, and hopefully they don't need any uh, because I think Jalen Hurts is uh, ready to win this game and I think he's got to be the difference. He's, he can make plays that Brock Purdy can't make or should not be able to make here in his first road playoff start, and I think uh, Hurts has got to be the difference here. Also, Lane Johnson came back last week, Scott, and he played right. deep into the game, and this Eagles offensive line is elite with him out there uh, playing at a high level. Sure. That's, you know, one of the keys to this is being yeah. able to move them off the line of scrimmage, and, you know, we, we saw San Francisco maybe not – looking as good as we thought they were all season long last week uh, on the offensive line. So if they're not able to get – they don't have to get four and a half yards per carry. If they're able to get like 3.7, 3.8 efficient rushing yards per carry, they can take some of that pressure mm -hmm. off of Purdy. But I don't know that they can move uh, the the defensive front for the, uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles. On the flip side, you were talking about the offensive line. And I just keep looking at this team and I'm thinking, you know, you got A.J. Brown, you got Devonta Smith. I know you got what you got out of San Francisco and McCaffrey, uh, Debo, all those guys. But the one thing that they have, Philadelphia, that San Francisco doesn't have is the trust in Jalen Hurts pulling the ball down anytime he wants, bringing the ball back at RPOs and tucking it in his own stomach instead of giving it away to, to Sanders, for instance, or one of his running backs. And San Francisco really doesn't have that with Purdy. Right. He can move. He can buy time. He can get away from trouble, but he's not the guy that all of a sudden on a third down and four is going to carry the ball to the perimeter of the defense and be able to burn it upfield for seven or eight yards, mm -hmm. maybe a score if they're down inside the red zone. And I just think that hurts factor over Purdy is what puts it over the top. It does it for me too. All right, let's uh, listen to George Kittle here. He thinks he's talking tough. He's not sure the Eagles can match the physicality of the 49ers. We'll see on Sunday, won't we? I mean, they've got six first-round draft picks on the D-line. They've got a really good secondary. They've got physical guys at linebacker. So, yeah, I mean, whatever you, say, whatever you see on paper, sure. I mean, it's the NFL. When you look at paper, it should be like, oh, yeah, we can match their physicality and stuff like that. And then you get on the field on Sundays, and the film after the game will show you exactly what you're asking. So I know we're going to come out. We're going to be violent physical. I'm expecting them to be the same thing, but we'll see. Okay. <clears throat> Let's move on to the uh, other game here because – 
Uh, my best bets are Eagles minus two and a half and Chiefs on the money line minus 123, which is uh, what I bet here at the Circus Sportsbook yesterday. Right now, the money line's still at minus 123. So my bet did not move the number. I didn't think it would. <laughs> I didn't expect it was not a big bet. And I said this, Scott, it's like a half unit bet for me because I want to I want to watch, like you said, I want to watch this early, see how Patrick Mahomes is moving around. Uh, but I felt like the, the price is so cheap on the Chiefs that I couldn't pass it up because they should be they should be north of a four-point favorite in a game like this if Mahomes is healthy. And I think you're getting a bargain price on KC. Uh, I wanted to take. I kind of like KC more uh, during the week, the more I look at it too. Uh, if you look at the Bengals and the way the Baltimore Ravens defense shut down the Cincinnati offense in three meetings this season, I think we're going to see more of a uh, performance like that out of the Cincinnati offense that we did a week ago at Buffalo. Because the Bills, I was really surprised at uh, how how weak the Buffalo defense looked a week ago. And the Bengals' offensive line controlled the line of scrimmage. Uh, they beat up the Bills' defense with a running game. I don't think that's going to happen here with uh, Chris Jones and a better KC defensive line. I think the Bengals are uh, going to get more than they bargained for. They're, they're going to get a, they're going to find it's a lot tougher than it was last week in Buffalo. Yeah, I also think you know be. The three games that they beat this team in a row, it wasn't like they went out there and won twenty-seven to fourteen or twenty-seven right. to ten. They uh, were behind in all three games. Exactly. Talking about the Bengals, yeah. And and the thing, so there's not there's some adjustments Casey has to make. Let's assume that Mahomes is healthy. The one thing that they got to do when since he throws the the eight man coverage on them and only rushes three linemen, they've got to get better. Their routes have got to be better. The passes have to be on time against that three man rush because you've got eight guys in coverage. And I saw some game film this week on Mahomes uh, when he's played against Cincinnati, and the passes have not always been on time, not necessarily his fault, but because the routes were jammed up Mm -hmm. by the eight-man in coverage. So they've got to be able to counter that. Maybe you counter that by throwing shorter passes, not trying to throw deep. I'm not sure. I'm not a head coach. But that's the way I would think about it is that if you throw a little bit shorter, some intermediate routes, some 10, 12-yard passes, try to get them to turn – into a little bit more than that, then maybe you're able to beat that eight-man coverage and force Cincinnati out of that comfort zone. Uh, and that's what they've done against Mahomes all three games of those wins. That's why I also think that when you look at the KC running backs, uh, when you look at a guy like Pacheco, I think over in his yardage, receiving, rushing, combined, all that kind of stuff comes into play and is not a bad bet because I think you're going to see Mahomes and KC, assuming Mahomes is healthy, using a guy like Pacheco or his running backs out of the backfield more than he has in the past to get Cincy. Chris Andrews mentioned, didn't he mention Kelsey's a little bit banged up or heard he's got a back issue? That's another reason to potentially look at the KC running backs and look at some overs as far as props are concerned. So I would think when you got a guy like Andy Reid, you got a guy like Patrick Mahomes, two of the highest IQ guys in football at Mm -hmm. what they do, that they can make enough adjustments to potentially get over the top. I like Kansas City. I think you make a great reason for why you jumped on KC when you did. And uh, I, I don't think that uh, I don't think that saying wait until Sunday and see Mahomes a couple of times out of the field before you make your bet is copying out, damn it. <laughs> I think it's not bad advice, but I also like what you did because you are getting value. If Mahomes is healthy mm-hmm. and you get KC minus a buck 23 on the money line or minus a do- uh, minus a point or a point and a half, you've just given yourself a decent amount of value. All right, you want to do a quick rundown of uh, the prop plays? I think you've talked me into, uh, I might end up playing Patrick Mahomes under 290 and a half passing yards. I thought you made a good yeah, case for that. I think that's probably my favorite. Plus, 
and and I don't like to get into first touchdowns or will they score touchdowns, but I think right. McKinnon at plus a buck sixty-five to get a touchdown for Casey at any point of the game, I think that's pretty good. But yeah, as I mentioned, I mean, there's, there's a thirteen yards difference from where Mahomes' passing yardage prop was earlier this week at a couple of locales. It's two seventy-seven and a half. It's now two ninety and a half, and I do like that under. He's his average again against Cincy in three games is just a little bit more than. 250 passing yards per game. All right. Scott, great job tonight. Great job all season. Great to have you off the injured reserve and back in studio. (laughs) Good to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Find Scott at Doc Sports and also a great guest list tonight. We had Chris Andrews, South Point Sportsbook Director, Paul Bovey, professional better, Will Hill, VSIN analyst, and JVT, Jonathan Von Tobel, VSIN host. Catch the replay of vcin.com. A lot of great content up on the website. You can watch all the show replays, read all the uh, handicapping that we have up there, the football and hoops and everything on the website, vsin.com. And uh, next week, our show here is going to be based uh, largely on Super Bowl props. We're going to find out what the matchup is tomorrow, Monday night. Don't forget, here at uh, at vcin at at 9.15 p.m., Eastern, 615 Pacific. Johnny Avello of DraftKings is going to unveil some Super Bowl props with a Wes and Femi on their show here. So uh, mark that on your calendar. Let's cash some tickets on Sunday. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.